This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, all you have to do is go to squarespace.com and use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I suppose I, I, I might be the Is closest I've ever been. Is this what's happening? I really... I'm not sure because I don't know what it feels like to actually go over the edge. Oh. I don't know what happens. Does it? Does everything kind of slow down? Everything kind of slows down, and uh, everything also turns into the you just don't have a care about what anyone thinks or what's I going on. I have been like completely numb to anyone's feelings. You have lately. been. You've been told. Totally, I think. Are you? Are you close to your breaking point? I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I I've never you, been over. I've never seen you this. I'm this kind of excited. Close. Hello, everyone. Oh, God. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever. And how if you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts yes, can be the found. Yes, the internet. Um, it's a series of tubes. So, uh, yes, Don't thank you very much for listening in. Before we go too far into today's show, we'll, we'll talk about what was going on at the beginning here. Um, do you want to say this? Uh, for those of of you that ordered a sweatshirt from us. They just arrived at the studio before we started recording They were just today. couriered here to the studio. So um, that is when, uh, yeah, so they're all in. So we will be sending out emails if you're picking them up here. We'll give you a time and, and we'll work on a, a time and time for you to come pick them up and then we'll ship out the other ones um, by Monday, actually. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll start. Yep. By Monday. So anyway, thank you once again for purchasing those. There will be something else in the works coming up very soon on the at the Fun Employment Radio store. So Oh, cool. We'll have something else. For you. Oh, this is a, it's even a surprise for me. I'm thinking, did you just come up with this? <laughs> Way to go behind the scenes, Sarah. I'm setting up a tease. No, we haven't come up with the product yet, but I have some ideas. Well, I thought it was the one that we had been talking about. So I'm like, okay, well, that, well you didn't tell me that we were talking about how we were doing that. Well, we haven't actually purchased them yet, but I think it would be a good thing. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. There's something else coming up. Oh, my God. Your filter's going. Your filter's, filter's going. going. What's right. happening? Here's the deal. Greg I, has had the longest week ever. That's right. what I'm saying. Greg has had a all right, shit let's, week. Let's just break the wall right now. Uh, just just for a minute here. For those of you that regularly listen to our show, thank you so much. First time listeners, um, I don't normally do this. I will just talk just really briefly, just behind the scenes, just to explain why I might be a little bit insane today. Uh, it's It's been a crazy week. A lot of stuff going on. Um, uh, Lots of personal bad, stuff. A lot of bad news. Yeah, a lot I've of bad news this week. Not not about myself necessarily personally, but friends with bad news. Uh, you know, cancer in the mix, and there was death, and all kinds of stuff. Like just bad stuff um, that happens to all of us. And so, it's been a lot to handle this week. And I think I've I've kind of uh, I'm really good at suppressing everything. And like ignoring it. Oh, that's what I learned before I had my first that's panic how, attack. Was you can only suppress everything for so long until your body's just like, nope, can't yeah. hide that anymore. I'm just going to explode. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been suppressing everything and just like because I, I, I have so much work to do and there's so much stuff to do. And so, you know, and I love all that. Uh, but uh, it's I think it's starting to get to me a little bit. So I'm <laughs> I am feeling pretty crazy today. Like I haven't felt this insane in a long time. You are like he's just like talking like nonsensically and doing accents and just like uh, I don't know like <laughs> making songs up. He's like, "I'm not going to deal with you right now, right now." He's like singing to yeah, his I emails. Yeah, make up songs. That's one of the ways that I deal with things. Yeah. I know your hair is like unruly. Un- yeah, I know. Un- it's well, like I have to be on camera soon too, so I've got to I've got to fix that up. No, I but gotta, I know. I like, I'm really glad that there. you're taking it more of the crazy route instead of the anger route. Because yesterday was kind of a breaking point for Greg. Like a lot, he's gone through. We're not using this term lightly. Greg has gone through a very, very rough week. Yeah, and uh, so much so that we were just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do a show today. But Greg, you know, he he sucked it up, and he was able to do the show yesterday because we were having Todd on, of course, to promote permanent comedy. So, yeah. Greg is Greg has been working really hard through a pretty difficult situation. Yeah. So you're doing great, buddy. Thank you. You're doing a Thank good you. job. And I'd much rather have you be kind of loopy and almost losing it than like angry and sad. like yeah. now it just seems like you've just kind of let go. Yeah. Let go of reality? <laughs> let go Is that of what you reality. mean? Ooh. Reality. Who needs that anymore? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bit spacey, so we're going to see. We're going to see what happens today. You know, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to happen. 
No, and not and b- between that with all the stuff that he's going through and our crazy workload and the fact that Comcast has decided to be a sack of shit this week and never work. Right. And then try to charge us for things that that they're fucking up. It was just awful. And so Greg's having to deal with that, <laughs> trying to field about 100, you know, 200 different emails from people going, I can't get the live stream, which right. is totally fair. Which I fair, totally understand. Which, yeah. is, which you totally understand. But I mean, those are coming in every two minutes and Greg gets those in his email and he's just yeah. like about ready to But to snap. clarify, please email if there's ever anything wrong. Like, I'm, I'm so glad you guys are emailing because that's how we find out about things. Um, I just feel bad because because there's a problem that happened with our live stream. I'm working with Comcast, unfortunately. As we all know, I don't think this is any secret. Comcast are a bunch of assholes. So they're difficult to get things The best thing solved. was when Greg was actually talking to Comcast. On it. I, I was listening to him. And like the Comcast person was just kind of you know dancing around the problem. Just like, oh, well, we'll probably have to charge you. And Greg's just like, well, I'm sure that you know because of your reputation how I don't really trust you in anything that you're saying. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure you're aware of your reputation. And it was so great to be like, <laughs> smack, smack. Oh, yeah. I gave him a pretty a pretty good verbal bitch slap there. Well, I know. But you, were, you weren't rude, things. but it's true. No. Like, And they were trying to charge you for something they messed. Up. Yeah, and then they didn't charge me for that. Mm-hmm. At least, as far as I know, I'll see when I get the bill. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, I when I when I'm really focused and I focus like stress and anger onto one thing it's, where I know I'm. This is right. when you do not want to mess with him. When I know I'm correct and there's no doubt about it, then then yeah, I can I can focus it pretty late. There were a couple things like I saw something actually that I didn't bring up today. I saw someone on Facebook who's kind of a pest about uh, bragging about their finances all the time, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, uh, all my finances are. Falling from the sky. I've never had so much money. Blah blah blah. And I was stuff like that. I was tacky. It's so tacky. But I was going to say something to you, and then I thought better of it. I'm like, because I know these days, (laughs) and Greg just needs one person (laughs) to do something wrong, and he will unleash. I wanted to deny, but by the fact that I just involuntarily started laughing because I know that it's true. Yeah, okay, you're you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. But it's never a friend that I would have to. It'd be somebody. No, I, I know. That's why I didn't bring anyway. up like, anything. I'm just like, all right, this person is annoying, but I don't think that I should unleash <laughs> Greg, the wrath of Greg on them right now. Like, they don't deserve that. I'm like, yeah, they deserve to be like told to shut the fuck up, but they yeah. don't deserve to like have Greg yeah. be like, you, I, I'm mentally... going to save these 75 things that I've been waiting to save to you for two years. Yeah, mentally take somebody down. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do that. That's why I don't do those kinds of things. I keep those to myself until it bubbles up and then I go crazy. Um... So anyway, that's just behind the scenes. Sorry, I've been I've been hesitant to even say anything like that on the show. Doesn't it feel kind of so, good now that you've said it, though? Yeah, I've said it. So that's that's what's been going on. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very happy to be here, and I love doing this show. And thank you so much for listening, and thanks for for putting up with me uh, explaining that stuff wherever and whoever you are that's listening to this show. It's, well, we're humans. Things happen, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you got to deal with them sometimes, and it's, it and that's, sucks. That's honest, though, too, because after the yeah. show yesterday, you actually like when we were you know posting it and like and mm-hmm. getting everything done. Greg is actually talking to me, and he's just like, "I'm so glad we did that show. It made me feel so much better." It does. It makes me feel better. I mean, and that's the whole point of mm-hmm. why we started this show. I mean, we're at what episode eleven fifty one or something like that. The whole point is uh, to give people a distraction from. From whatever, you know, crap is going on. That's why we don't talk politics. That's why we don't get too serious on the show. We make fun of ourselves and, and others occasionally. And that's, uh, that's what we do. We're a distraction. And mm-hmm. that's, well, that's what I love. That's why I love our job. Yeah. Um, and it works as a distraction for us, too. Absolutely. So, but sometimes when you're the one talking, you know, for, the, for each hour, then, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder to... Uh, Harder dancing mm-hmm. around when things are getting serious. That's why I've inadvertently said so many things that I didn't mean to on the air over the years. Because like, mm-hmm. some, because when you're you know being yourself on the air, then you know and you're talking. Eventually, your actual life seeps into it, and then yeah. you start to kind of. Uh-huh. And then like, there's no avoiding talking about it. Right. Well, I mean, and I don't feel like with this show, we don't talk about our, our real lives because we do. But yes, it's selective. You know, I don't bring up that stuff because that's not fun to, you know, mm-hmm. you know that, that wouldn't be a very fun topic on the show. But yeah, you're right. It does. The stuff just kind of seeps through. Yeah. 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 It finds its way in. Anyway. Well, yeah. There you go, everybody. That's a little bit behind the scenes. There you go. <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you about my day yesterday. Yes. Please right. do, Sarah. Since we're just going to segue. We're just going to segue. All right. I'm just going to say, I'm taking this, Greg. I'm whoosh, I'm taking the reins. Do it. I'm doing this. Well, I wanted to tell you about my most Portlandy afternoon ever. So uh, yesterday... 
Well, of course, we had talked about it uh, earlier, how, you know, the in the morning when we got here, uh, there was either a parade or a protest. We couldn't tell what it was. Turned out it was the beginning of Beer Fest, being yes. led by the bagpiping, Darth Vader mask-wearing uni- unicyclist. See, it sounds like you're the crazy person right now. It sounds like you're just babbling terms and mm-hmm. people didn't know. But for Portland, that is in, that's not an uncommon sight, no. seeing a man dressed up as Darth Vader riding a unicycle with bagpipes. No, so that was that that's was normal. on the way here. That's when I saw that after we left the studio yesterday, I was on my way back. I saw um, my local neighborhood clowns riding their tall bikes down the street, of course, in the middle of the street, just without a care in the world. The, t- the two clowns, the clown yeah, couple. Explain the clown couple to anybody unfamiliar with this. Uh, there's a, they're a clown couple if you live in Portland. You I mean, just, literally like, a look clown. Up. They dress up as clowns. Their like lives are clowns. They don't yeah. just dress up like them. I see them. I've seen them at all different hours of the day, all like weekends, weekdays. They always, they identify as clowns. <laughs> are they... Okay, how far are they into that? They're pretty are they, far. Are they, they the have, kind of person that would like, uh, you know, object to some kind of, uh, you know, what ethnicity are you? I'm clown. That's my identity. Oh god, I don't know. I don't I know. I've never asked them to like fill out paperwork. Clown life. But but they do have clown life and like everything they wear, like big <laughs> floppy hats and like. Do you think they're fans of Insane Clown Posse? Or are they against it? No, I think they're like wholesome clowns. Is they're the clown re- is the clown community <laughs> divided? I really want to know these things. Uh, do you remember the Alberta uh, Clown House? Yeah, that was terrifying. Those ones were terrifying. So this was something in Portland, in uh, northeast Portland, just for, for point of reference. And it was a house, a house seriously full of, like, clown, but they were, like, the weird clowns. They were, like, the dirty clowns. Yeah. Is that, I think that's fair, because you'd see them, and they had, like, a lot of them had, like, really, like, shitty homemade tattoos and were, like, torn clothes and had really scary makeup on. Like, carny clowns. Carny and they look, clowns. Yeah. That's what it was like. But they're just this close to being in a Rob Zombie uh, video. They were total Rob Zombie they're, they're about that. Only they live it. Like, they're not acting. They lived in a house called the Alberta Street Clown House. Yeah. And they were all practicing clown. Yeah. God! Practicing see, Portlandia, Portland is so fucking Portlandy sometimes. I'm annoying myself talking about the clowns. It is. Anyway. Seriously. So anyway, so, anyway, so yesterday I saw the unicycling Darth Vader bagpiper uh, on my way to work. On my way back from work. See the clown couple on their tall bikes, you know, like playing, like squeaking their horns and like squirting flowers and stuff, and wearing their full face makeup. And they, like, you know, the man clown has like this big top hat on, yeah. And the other girl has like, this big curly hair, and she has like a big floppy hat on with a flower on it. I'm like, ah, uh, no, I can't do this right now. So I just like looked at. I even like pulled off onto a side street and started driving. I'm like, I'm not even just gonna look at this right now. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I'm like Portland. And then so I got home uh, and changed in my running clothes and decided to go for uh, for a run. Of course, uh, Operation Hot Summer is still in, mm-hmm. in, in full effect. So um, start running. And I'm running in my neighborhood. I'm running like th- like through Laurelhurst Park and stuff. And I run um, like past Stark. And then I'm like up Belmont. Like I'm just going all around like every which way. And so I come to um, like an intersection and I'm getting ready to cross the street. But there's somebody walking perpendicular to me, like who's getting onto the same corner as I am as I'm approaching it. And I see this cute little dog wearing like a blue shirt. It's like a cute little chihuahua. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, what a cute dog. As I'm like running and then getting ready to kind of stop to make sure there's no traffic coming. And I see this tall, like thin, beautiful man bend down and pick up the dog. And I look at his face and I'm like, holy motherfucking shitballs. That's Chuck Polinick. And Holy sure motherfucking sh- shit balls! Yes, that's it was what's sh- going. He was. It, it was. I'm sorry. I that was the last person. Maybe not the last person, but I did not expect to turn and turn my sweaty face and look over and see Chuck Palahniuk's beautiful, you know, like perfect hair and I, physique. I don't even know what Chuck Palahniuk looks like. And to explain who Chuck Palahniuk is, author. He's from Portland, I believe, originally. So. He wrote. Uh, he's the author. A lot of people know him mainstreamly as uh, he wrote Fight Club. Right. Uh, he also has written amazing books. My favorite one is Survivor by him. He also has a book about Portland and its weird culture called Fugitives and Refugees. He choke. Is, you wrote Choke. Yeah, Choke. He is an amazing author. Anyway, did not expect to see him when I was looking like complete and utter shit. I'm just sweating because this was like my. I think it was like a mile and a half in. That's before I like let myself walk because I'm like doing my jog. I'm like, don't fucking stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> so like, that was when I was stopping. I'm like stopping and breathing. I'm like, Chuck Palahniuk. And I didn't know what to say. And I kind of gave so, two looks. So I know that he could tell that I recognized him. But then I didn't know what to say. So you didn't say. So you're running along. You're sweaty. Probably. I'm sweaty. At that point. And, and there's there's Chuck Palahniuk, which, again, I'm amazed that you would recognize. I, I think less people would recognize him than you think. <gasps> no, I think there think? are. I think people, if you're a Chuck Polinick fan, like a, you know, like what a he big looks one, like. you know what he looks like. I mean, I guess I would know what Stephen King looks like, but that's because he's weird. I, I, when I read an author, I usually don't look them up. I don't know what they look like. Oh, yeah. For, for some reason, I don't. I've always 
known what Chuck Palahniuk looks like. Yeah. And I think because, yeah, he does have a big fan base and he lives here. And yeah. uh, I interviewed him once when we were on, what was it? We were on uh, AM 970. Salt State okay. Radio. So when we were okay. on there, had him come in, and he uh, he signed me. Uh, he get, brought me a copy of his latest book and signed it for me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I still have it. Actually, he wrote it inside the cover, like uh, on the thing. So I actually took off the cover to preserve it. So I have it like like hidden away so that nothing can happen to it. Wow. Yeah, he's he's very cool. Anyways, I saw him. The only thing that I managed to get out of my face when I saw him was. Like, I was so you say, didn't say anything No, because I was like, I ran up, I like ran to the corner and I look, and, and I'm not like one of those running in place people. Like, I got to the corner, I'm like, oh God, I'm, a, I'm at the corner. And then so I looked up, I'm like, that's Chuck Palahniuk. So you were and standing like, like right next to him? Yeah, standing like right next to him because I was crossing him as he was, I was going uh, this way. We were like crisscrossing each other. Like, okay. He was going the opposite, he was crossing the opposite street. And so, like, I turn, so I turn, and I'm just like, oh, and I look back, and I could see that he could tell that I saw him. Oh, Because no. I gave the look back, and I'm, and I was just like, oh. And I'm like, should I say something? I don't know if I should say something. And then so I was going to say, like, oh, I love you, or. What? <laughs> you were going to say, I love you? I don't know. That sounds entirely creepy right there in its own right. You're going to walk by somebody, I love you. <gasps> yeah, Nibbles then, is saying, I see Paul quite a few times a week at this place in Southeast where I take exercise classes. He's quite the dapper fellow. Dapper yeah. is the word for it. Okay. Just so so handsome okay I know he doesn't swing my way however I can still appreciate a beautiful man right um anyway so uh, yes I'm crossing and I'm just like and I've met him Mm -hmm. I don't get like all like no we've interviewed hundreds thousands (laughs) of celebrities like uh, people of fame that's that's our job. He's just written some of the most beautiful words in the world. Some of the most fucked up words in the world, but some of the most beautiful as well. And, uh, yeah, so all I got out was I was, I was going to say, like, oh, you're my favorite. I couldn't think of what to say. So at first it was like, I love you. Then I was thinking, like, you're my <laughs> that's favorite. That's creepy. I'm glad you didn't say I love you. I love like, you. No, that's, that's Welcome terrifying. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Um, and then I thought to say, you're my favorite author. I was like, no, that's really weird, and you're sweaty. Well, that is more normal than I love you. That's at least acknowledging, hey, I appreciate your work, not I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> Can I skin you? Right. As you're running by sweating and, and oh, no. That's that's terrifying. Well, and then I that also is good. Get, remove that one from remove that one from the uh, from the bank of things to say to okay. Chuck Palahniuk. Well, what I did really want to ask him though was about the book Survivor, which is my favorite book of his. How I had heard that it was going to be turned into a movie, which would be amazing because the story is just insane. It would be incredible put to a movie. So I think if I ever see him again for what for what book now Survivor. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's basically it's about uh, a cult leader who becomes an American sensation. It's a it's a it's very interesting. I want to be a cult leader. You'd like that book. Yeah, yeah. I probably would. Yeah. Um, did, did, <laughs> Shock says, I wish you were straight so I could have your babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony says, or you could ask him to come on the podcast. Although, that's always awkward if you see people just out and about, not really in a media mode. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, come on the show. And then run off. No, because I didn't. I wasn't selling myself. Like I was just yeah. covered in sweat. Like nobody. Yeah. Okay. Jasmine is bringing it up. This is what I wanted to bring up too. It, it seems like misery. That's probably what's going through his mind. Where he's the author, and you, you. What you should do is just walk up to him when you're all. Let sweaty me knock like, your ankles. <laughs> well, I didn't like the end of Survivor. When are you going to write Survivor too? And uh, you know, and then uh, just kind of pressure him with that. That might be a good thing. Side note: Did you know he's writing Fight Club too? Yeah. I did not know that. I did know that. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good idea. Why not? I don't know. It kind well, of you know what? Pretty perfect. I've th- I think Chuck Palahniuk knows what he's doing. I'm going to write Chuck. That's what I would say to Chuck Palahniuk. Chuck Palahniuk, do you really think the you Fight know, Club 2 is a really good idea? Let me just ask you. <laughs> Fight Club 2. Oh, my God, Greg. That is so disrespectful. You know, disrespectful. the way the last one ended. That would be like you tell it, like him coming up to you and saying, you know, that last podcast was pretty good. Probably shouldn't do another one. <laughs> Probably just hang up your hat now. <laughs> don't push it. Don't push it. <laughs> too far. Too far. Way too far. Uh, no, I would not say that to him. I'm sure he knows what he's yeah. doing. All right. So anyway, Portland D-Day. So I uh, saw the the bicycle, the unicycling bagpiper. Yeah. The clowns. Yeah. Saw Chuck Palahniuk. Then I'm about like, a, I don't know, like two miles away from my house. I'm getting ready to turn back because I was doing a loop. And lo and behold, that's when it starts dumping rain. So it's just like a, a completely clear, clear, clear. And then it's just like a shower head coming down. So I'm just like, fuck. All right. So getting stuck in the rain, mm-hmm. which was another Portland thing. And everyone else is under umbrellas. And I'm just soaking no, wet. No, people under umbrellas, they're not from Portland. They're transplants. Yep. No, I guarantee you. This is There's two ways you can tell people. And I'm just going to say this. This isn't like I'm not ripping on it. I'm just saying it's a very obvious thing when it's 
especially when it's like very lightly sprinkling, somebody walking outside with an umbrella, 99% of the time, that person is not from Oregon. That is somebody from California. You are giving your, if you think you're blending in, moving to Portland and and grabbing an umbrella, you are putting up the biggest red flag ever that says, I'm not from here. Rain's gross. Like it's such a giant flag. (laughs) The other thing, the other way that you can always tell when somebody's not from God, Greg, what? When they reference instead of I-5, they say the five. Or the two hundred five, or the four hundred five. That's uh, that's a California thing. The two hundred. Oh, I guess I always mm-hmm. just say, "Do you want the two hundred five? Yeah, yeah, or I five. Mm-hmm. When they say the five, the two hundred five, the four hundred five. Tell. Yeah, it's like it's a complete tell. Because our our friends from California, I know they do it. My brother does it now since he lives in he's lived in California for like a decade. So now he does it. Does anyone ever still call I eighty four the Banfield? Uh I think only only like uh, Old news people. people. Yeah, that's what I always do. Yeah, when <laughs> I was a news person, yes, I would always call it uh, stop and go from two hundred five on the Banfield. That's the I five interchange. <laughs> yeah, uh, Keelan, I question your friend who carries an umbrella around. That's uh, that is a that is the one percent maybe that if they are from Oregon and um, oh, there's another tell. Yep, it's pointing out they say Cesar Chavez Boulevard instead of Thirty Ninth. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. No, that's how you can tell that somebody's not from around here. No, oh, if they say Cesar Chavez yeah. Boulevard? No, yeah, it's 39th. Or if they call 82nd Avenue of Roses. <laughs> well, that would be odd. Yes. Nobody thinks that. Um, all right, so yeah, anyway. Well, anyway, so yeah, so that was my thing. So then I ended up getting dumped on rain, and it was cute because I was as I was running, like I passed by, you know, a bunch of people with umbrellas and the little old lady carrying her groceries. No rain hat, no anything, just getting dumped on on the rain. We both kind of looked at each other like, yeah, all right, this is good, because uh-huh. we're both just soaking wet. Yeah. Uh, so then... I ended up going to Fred Meyer, and this is my... I wanted to bring this up to you. Okay. Because I want to know your your thoughts on this. All right. So I ended up going to Fred Meyer, and I was going to go over to a friend's house last night, and um, and I wanted to bring over a couple like bottles of wine so that we could have some wine and hang out. Sure. So uh, I went to Fred Meyer, got like some, you know, got some, got my dinner, got a couple um, bottles of wine, uh, went to check out. Of course, I had to put all my stuff into... Since Oregon has a ban on plastic bags, like a lot of places uh, do. Not Oregon. Portland. Portland, Oregon has a ban on plastic yeah, bags. Yeah, I think it's just Portland. So since they do, they provide you with uh, these handled paper bags that they that you can put your groceries in. So I put the, my two bottles of wine um, in what seemed to be a sturdy bag. Okay. And like I had like a, I got like a salad or something. And that was it. That was the only stuff I had in my bag. So uh, it stopped raining at that point. So you're soaking wet from running, buying wine and salad. Yes. Walking through the store, dripping wet, and yes, okay, yeah. So, I ended were up... you telling people that you had just seen Chuck Palahniuk as well? No, I didn't. I just thought Chuck. I Palahniuk. actually, oh no, another Portlandy thing. I bumped into Aaron Duran on his scooter while I was running, and I did tell him that I just bumped into Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> okay, so you did tell somebody. <laughs> yes, so I did tell Aaron, who was on his scooter. So that was another Portlandy thing. So I uh, ended up getting the bottles of wine, leaving the store, and I'm walking down the street. I am about a block and a half away from Fred Meyer, and all of a sudden, I hear this tearing on the bottom, and the bottom of the bag opens up, and I hear this, oh. and both of the bottles smash out of my bag, and it is splattered everywhere. And it, it isn't raining at this point, but it, you know the ground is still wet. I actually have a picture of what it looked like. It looked like I had murdered somebody right there. Ah, uh, both bottles. Both bottles were smashed, and I had you know purchased something else, and the salad broke, and it was everywhere. I'm just like, this sucks. I know, yes, first world problems, but um, <laughs> it did suck. So anyway, so there's wine all over the thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to switch back to boxes. Uh, so there's wine all over the sidewalk. So I'm right. sitting there trying to pick up all the pieces of glass, and I'm like, God damn it, what the fuck? So uh, and I'm cleaning up all the pieces of glass uh, and putting them back in the bag, and this little uh, British woman, English woman, actually came up to me uh, while I was cleaning, and she was like, oh, she's like, oh, no, it's such a, your bottle of wine? I'm like, yes, it was two of them. So anyway, I hate the fact that even if it's like pouring outside or if you have heavier things, like they require you to use these paper bags, but they're not well made enough to be able to carry anything. Yeah. This is bullshit. Well, it's just And I know, and people bags. kept telling me, like, oh, you should have brought your own bag. I'm going for a run. I don't want to carry around some some cloth bag with me and all of a sudden have it be like, oh, here's my shopping bag. Because I don't know when I'm going to go grocery shopping. Right. I'm not one of those planners. I don't plan, like, oh, Tuesday's grocery night. I'm going to go and get my groceries. Yeah. It was just very frustrating mm-hmm. to have that piece of shit paper bag just rip open on me. And then I'm like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is nothing. Well, you could have also carried it better. That I did be carry it. I was carrying it. And then I, like, mm-hmm. put on the handles because they shouldn't make handles unless they work, which the handles did work. Yeah. 
Why? What are you being weird about? I'm looking. I just am. I just I, I understand that things are good for the environment. I understand that people, you know, like like get rid of plastic bags and you know do terrible things with them, and they end up on the side of the road and stuff. But God damn it, if we we're required to use paper bags, I wish that they would actually have to be like some sort of high quality bag that actually worked instead of tearing and and not working at all. Well, yeah, I mean those do sound like low quality paper bags. I'm just. You know that paper bags paid for my entire life. What do you mean paper bags paid like, for that's, your that's life? Like, that's where my dad worked. That's where I worked through school. Paper bags. Those are the paper mill. That's the paper mill. Paper mill that made brown paper bags. That's, that's, that's what we made at that thing. And so I'm just saying I, I wouldn't be here, so I can appreciate paper bags as uh, I wouldn't have gone through college been the educated man that I am today without... Uh, All right, let me say this. I'm not saying I'm anti-paper bag. I'm anti-not having a choice. I hate the fact that I have no choice and well, that I'm just given these ramshackle paper bags that don't work. Well, those sound like cheap paper bags. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And just, just to address the tree killer sink, no, it was, uh, I can't remember the percentage, but it was usually about 75% recycled. Um, so then they would make them. But it was high quality paper bags that we made it there out of. Oh, oh high but, quality. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, those sounds sound like cheap. But, um, you know, I just don't like what do you think it's fair that we don't like we're adult human beings and somebody has like overruled us for being able to like choose to have a plastic bag. I still have squirreled away the plastic bags that I had before this ridiculous ordinance. I mean, I'm not going to get into this too much. I will say there are options that are pretty easy. With the, with the paper bag or with the plastic bag thing, you don't have to use paper bags. You can bring your own bags or, um, you know, double bag it. If you're if you're doing it, double bag that shit. You don't double know where that bitch that has sh- been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's uh, the plastic bags are are bad. You know, I I still will take the plastic bags sometimes if they're if they're there. But uh, I don't necessarily disagree with the band that much. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't no. care. It doesn't bother me that much. I do. I understand it does, and that's, I understand for a lot of people, so that's why I don't, I don't bring it you up You know what much. I think, everyone? I, I, I <laughs> wish that anyone who was, like voted against the plastic bag ban has to pick up their, their uh, animal's dog shit with a paper bag. Well, no, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But no, then you can, you can get other things, though, for your, for your dog. You don't want to yeah, use... but if they think that paper bags are so amazing and can hold anything, I think that they should prove that by picking up their dog shit No, you just bags. get the recycled plastic ones. You can buy dog bags that are... That you can just throw away. Yeah, and you know what those are? They're plastic. Yeah, but it's res- yeah, but it's biodegradable plastic. Then so. why can't we make biodegradable plastic? Well, for- there's a question you need to propose to Congress. I think yeah. if you're this far into it, I think maybe you should write. If they are making biodegradable bags for dog shit, how Is come this going to be the thing it- that gets you political now? No, no, no. The one thing that gets me political are those radar um, photo vans uh-huh. on the side. Those are the things that I will. I have measured like the distance between those and the sign that they put up because that is my one woman campaign to. To try and help people to not get tickets on that. To the the hidden camera. The stuff? hidden camera ones. I will pull off to the side of the road the speed and I trap. will. I will get out and measure to make sure that they are following all of the guidelines that they have to be in order to entrap people into getting speeding tickets. Oh. That is my platform. Second would be plastic bags, <laughs> biodegradable plastic bags. So dogs' shit is good enough for biodegradable plastic bags. However, all of us human beings uh-huh. have to just live with paper bags. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You got you bring up some good points, some good points when you run your when you run your campaign. People are saying Greg's in the pocket of the big brown paper bag lobby. Yeah. Well, hey, they paid for everything I have, so yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. But yeah. All right. Well, that's that's good to know, sir. We now know where you stand on it, and I'm sorry though about your uh, your wine. No, I will have to say. So I did go back. So I was asking for some advice. About what I should do about the wine uh-huh. because it had broken, and I just purchased the two of them, and I got some great advice from people on the on the social networks, and so I decided to. I still had because I carry. I picked up all the glass and everything, and sadly carried the soaking wet bag. <laughs> it was. I carried it like six blocks back to my house because I didn't want to leave it on the side of the road. <laughs> so I carried it back and put it into the um and put it uh, into the garbage and. Came back up and like so everyone's like you should save the bottle tops because if it shows that you didn't open them and I I still had the receipt it was covered in wine but they're like I bet yeah. if you bring them back and say <sighs> and if you say that they just broke you know you could so I bring it so 
Sadly, I, you know, I, I took my shower and then got ready to leave and then uh, went back town, retrieved my broken bottle tops. There were two of them. It looked like I probably was trying to murder somebody. Then I put both of the um, broken bottle tops into a plastic bag that I had. And then I took that bag and I went to back to Fred Meyer and I talked to the person. I was like, hey, uh, so... I have my receipt, and I had just left the store, and for some reason, it was this, like, young girl who, you could tell, didn't really know what she was doing. I'm like, hey, I, I just left the store, and for some, the bottom of the bag broke open and broke, smashed two bottles of wine that I just brought, and she's like, oh. Did you pause for emotional, and like an emotional pause right there, and just stare at her? So anyway, so then I'm talking to her, and I'm trying to um, reason with her, and she's like, okay. So she's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I, I should probably call my manager. I'm like, okay, you call your manager. So then she calls her manager, and she's like, hey, uh, Christine, this is whatever your name is. Uh, just I, I have a woman here who uh, dropped her bottles of wine outside of the store. And she, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, I did not drop shit. I'm like, Is that what you said? Did you yell? I didn't I say didn't... drop shit. I'm so, I, I went, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, your bag that you gave me ripped open. I'm like, that's, I didn't drop anything. Yeah. And she was like, um, and she was like, okay, well, I don't know if that's uh, our policy. And finally, this nice uh, young man came up and he's just like, what seems to be the problem? I'm like, I just had my, I just bought this wine and the bag ripped open and then they both smashed. And like, and here are the bottle tops and the receipts. And the girl's just like, I don't think that we're supposed to be doing this. And he's just like, do you see the receipt? And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, she clearly just bought it and she has the tops to the bottles. She clearly didn't drink them. And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, all right, you can just, because I had, because one of the other people told me to get two. Go, go out and like chug two bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped these bottles of wine. Like with just red all over your face and like a red mouth. Like it's all purple. Well, there's like, no way I, I would have been know. able to drink them. Like they smashed this paper everywhere. bag ripped and it fell. <laughs> that would have been pretty impressive to be able to drink two bottles of wine in what, like less than 20 minutes? That would be impressive. You should try that sometime just to see if you could do it. I, and then seriously? walk back in with the smash bottle. <laughs> Look, he, they fell again. Why do they keep ma'am, doing that, ma'am? This is the third time this week you've come in and told us that your your wine bottles broke through the paper bag. Oh, there we go! I finally was able to put the picture up. There's my wine. That's what two full bottles of wine looks like scattered on the sidewalk. That's what two full bottles of sadness looks like scattered on the sidewalk. So anyway, I got my wine, and everything was good, and I hate paper bags, and okay. that's my story. Well, that was a good story. Mm-hmm, thanks. That thanks for making me... <laughs> now, you know what? I'd like to hear some reasoning. Like, I don't want to see any, like, pictures of, like, animals with their heads trapped in paper, like, plastic bags. I understand that shit. Use them responsibly, though, and somebody make larger biodegradable doggy bags that we can use those at the store, and then shit doesn't have to get soaking wet if we're in the rain, or you can actually use paper bags for more than something than just one time. Mm-hmm. You know what? Plastic bags might be bad for the environment, but at least when you have them, you can use them again and again and again. How many times can you honestly reuse a paper bag? Um, I, I use them for recycling at my house. Yeah, you use them for recycling. So you use them once. Uh, yeah, but then they go back in, they're recycled, and then they come back out as another paper bag. Oh my god. It's a circle. It's that way you effectively manage your forest population, woods, stuff, trees. How can you effectively manage the forest population of trees if you already just said that 75% of them are made out of recycled things? It might be more, more than 75%. I don't remember exactly. Well, thanks for making me the anti-tree person. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I think you've done a good job on your own. I just got a glare from Sarah. I got an evil glare. There's a lot of people on your side in this. <laughs> just gonna choke me with a paper, with a plastic bag. I think. Yeah, that's what those are good for. If I had a paper bag, it would just rip, and you'd still be able to breathe. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up. Thank you for everyone who sent this to me because this is just damn disturbing. Uh, this is out of India. When an Indian boy this past week went in for dental surgery after complaining of pain and swelling in his jaw, surgeons were shocked to find that his mouth wasn't packed with the normal amount of teeth that humans oh, have. Oh, I know what this story is, and I didn't. Uh, I was hoping you would not tell this one. Yes, in fact, this young Indian boy with jaw pain 
had a mouthful of over 230 teeth. That's so disturbing. 230 teeth. After six hours of surgery, doctors were able to extract 232 teeth from the mouth of this 17-year-old boy in India. So um, it was diagnosed as a complex composite odontoma, where the single gum forms lots of teeth. So they're like all different sizes. A lot of them could be smaller, but regardless, they are separate teeth that were formed in there. That's like that pit monster in uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Or like sharks with all their different layers. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but I the, the thing, the reason that I know about this is because people kept posting this story and I saw the picture of all the teeth laying on a table. I hate any kind of medical show or anything like that. It, it just, ooh. Let me tell you some more facts about this. So the doctor said there were so many teeth in the boy's mouth that the hospital plans on contacting the Guinness Book of World Records. The doctor was quoted as saying, once we opened his mouth and started trying to remove the teeth, Greg, listen to me, and started to remove the teeth, little pearl-like teeth started coming out one by one. Oh! Little pearl-like teeth started coming out one by one. Initially, we started collecting them, and they were like really small white pearls, but uh, we ended up counting 232 teeth inside of the young man's mouth. (sighs) According to doctors, now after the surgery, the young man now has a full set of 28 teeth. I mean, good for him, but it's just, ugh. I don't need to see the pictures. Wow, Mr. Jenky had seven wisdom teeth? You are a freak. <laughs> In the live, that's at the live chat. If you are a live listener, funemploymentradio.com slash live, where Sarah has just called Mr. Jenky a freak for having seven wisdom teeth. Well, you've totally had- put me on the spot. Like, first of all, like, I've done all the talking. I've sounded like a crazy person. Talking about everything, about Chuck Palahniuk and being creepy, and then I'm like, everyone hates me about the paper bag thing. I'm, I'm not following. And you're still you're not logic. saying anything. As I'm, I'm not following any. No, I was letting you. I was letting you explain. I'm not sure where you're going with that logic, or what what's going on. I didn't have any wisdom teeth. Well, I guess you're not that wise then. I had four, but they couldn't get one of them out, so I still have one. Still hanging out in there. You still have one? Mm-hmm. I thought you were supposed to get rid of all of them. I didn't have any. My brother doesn't, and, and my mom didn't either. No wisdom. Weird. Teeth. Prefer to say more evolved. Next up, a Florida man has gotten a dose of road rage, uh, road rage karma when police say that he was, in fact, run over by his own pickup truck after getting out to hit on another person's window. <laughs> <laughs> this happened in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, the Gainesville Sun reported that 48-year-old Florida man Joseph Carl had been drinking heavily that day. I figure most people in Florida are, except for well, Trudy. Yeah. Except for Trudy. Yes. Um, had been drinking and uh, drove into a vehicle stopped at a red light. So it was already his fault. Uh, he got out of his truck without putting it in park and began bending, uh, banging on the window of the woman's car whom he had just hit. Yeah, so it's his end. fault to begin with. Yeah. When All the, right. <laughs> when the frightened woman drove away, she got away from him. Uh, there was nothing holding the truck in its place since he didn't put it into park. The truck then rolled into Carl. <laughs> Joseph Carl. Uh, police report said he was taken to the hospital where he was treated for fractures in his hand and his foot. Uh, he has been charged with the DUI and DUI property damage. I think to himself, uh, and also to the woman's car. Uh, right now, it is not known whether or not he has a lawyer. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is that is perfect, perfect karma. To Ireland we go. To Waterville, Ireland. A pu- Waterville, okay. Ireland. So, how, would you be offended if you went to a pub somewhere in like in Europe or you know in some different country, and? There was a sign on there that said, uh, no Americans allowed. Yes. Yeah. I would be. So this is happening with a little bit of a twist to it. So uh, at Waterville, Ireland, a pub in Ireland has put up a sign advising Americans that they can take their business elsewhere because they are a bit too noisy. That's my Irish one. I'm pretty good. That's uh, No, that was terrible. So this place is called Peter's Place Cafe. This is in Waterville, Ireland. Uh, They have a sign posted on the front door that reads, uh, no bus tours or loud Americans allowed. Thank you. So this pub is on a tourist route in an area known as the King uh, Ring of Kerry. Okay, the no bus tours, I can understand that. The no Americans, no. Yeah. No. I disagree with that one. 
Yeah, so no actually, loud people, maybe they could say. Yeah, loud people, exactly. So, I mean, so this isn't even just bothering Americans so much as it is. Uh, Irish folks are actually a little pissed off at this guy for saying, like, yeah, that somebody actually confronted him and said, like, I live in this town. I'm an Irish man and I talk very loud. Does that mean I'm allowed in here? Yeah. And so that's okay. It's just not loud Americans that are in there. No, that's kind of. So, yeah, as it's being asked, is that. Uh, are quiet Americans allowed? I suppose so. But if anything, like, blank Americans, I mean... No, It well, just seems kind of... No, that's not cool. Well, tourism, it's... Well, a lot of people don't think that it's cool uh, who are in uh, Waterville because tourist, tourism is a big part of their economy in mm-hmm. this town, you know, since it is, like, a drive through for people coming through. Uh, so their own... Uh, so a lot of the local businesses are pissed at this guy because it's an unwelcoming attitude, which means, you know, they're not going to be making the money from the right. tourists who are coming through in the first place. Exactly. So the Waterville Business Association says the sign in no way represents the views of the Waterville, uh, Waterville businesses or the community as a whole, and Americans are always welcome in the village. Well, I mean, I, I can definitely understand, like, the bus tour thing where maybe you don't want that kind of... You don't want giant bus tours mm-hmm. coming in. Okay. But no, 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 it bothers me for some reason. I mean, there are some... I remember when I lived in London, there were a lot um, of... Oh, yeah, a lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot of people from the East Coast that were there who were um, very, very loud when they had a couple beers. It's true, and I, I do understand that part. Loud Americans are fucking obnoxious. I mean, it's just like obnoxious people from any country. Every mm-hmm. country has obnoxious people. Oh, yeah. Um, who... Yeah, everybody does. But, uh, yeah, Nipples in the chat says, well, I've been around loud Americans in Europe, and they're pretty intolerable. That's true. I was uh, when a, I was in uh, Sicily and staying at this place, and there was this loud, older American woman who kept wa- walking in, but she had the understanding where she didn't speak Italian, and the owner of the hotel didn't speak English, really, just very little. And her idea of communicating with him was just to yell English really loud uh-huh. at him. Do you speak yeah. English? I want to get wood-fired pizza. Mm. I want wood-fired pizza. Okay, stop. Pizza. I want to punch you. That's how, Yeah, I know. I wanted to punch her, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, <laughs> I even like apologized to the guy after she left. I'm like, we're not all like that. And he was totally fine with me. But, like, yeah, she was obnoxious. I can understand that. Mm. That's an obnoxious person. Well, and there are obnoxious people everywhere. Exactly. Any place, any age, any yeah. anything. Yep. Well, and finally... Do have one more story, and this one's out of Scotland. Scotland. Now, ladies, always be careful when. Uh, just always keep track of your of your sex toys, and here's why. Yeah. A 38 year old woman in Scotland who told doctors she was suffering from incontinence and severe weight loss turned out to have had a sex toy stuck inside of her vagina for the past 10 years, and she didn't realize it. Oh. She had had a dildo stuck Where? inside of her for a ten dildo? years. Well, yeah, it's sex toy, dildo. But isn't that okay? I'm, I don't want to get too graphic here, but my understanding is that's generally large enough. That I wouldn't think you would lose that up in oh, Greg side there. Greg, there's so many different sizes and shapes and colors and styles and textures and anything. A dildo isn't always a big black cock. Dildos can well, be- that's not where I was going, but I would just think no matter what, it, it you know, it's be Some women like to- small ones. Some women like really vibrating ones. Some people like glass ones. People like all different kinds of dildos. But this one she liked so much, she kept it inside her for 10 years. Well, she actually she didn't, didn't like it so much. She didn't know. So um, so this is being published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine because it was such a rare thing to happen. So this woman, who the article notes, was of normal intelligence. So, I mean, it isn't anything that she did. She had a drunken sexual encounter a decade earlier. And when she couldn't find the sex toy, she couldn't remember whether she took it out or not. She thought that she did and just went about her business for the past 10 years. Oh, my gosh. But after she finally went into the doctor to find out what was causing all of her symptoms, they indeed found the five-inch toy inside of her. Five inches? I would think five <laughs> inches. Wouldn't you know? I don't... I mean, obviously, I don't have the same thing, but... what? What's the thing, Greg? You would think... Wouldn't you notice something five inches long sticking in you? And realize that it didn't come out? I just, I don't understand this. 
Well, by the time surgeons found it, it was a good 10 years later, and the sex toys' effects were potentially life-threatening. They'd caused a bladder blockage that was forcing urine back up into her kidneys, so they were able to remove it, and she is now okay. Who the fuck doesn't realize yet they have a sex toy inside? A five-inch sex about. toy. Like, you probably, I mean, I don't know so much about the body. I mean, like, I think you'd be able to feel if something's wrong. I mean, if that's, if you have a five-inch... I obviously yes. This is what I'm trying to say. I know because I'm like squishing my stuff. I'm like, I think if I had something in there that was five inches and long and hard, like I'd be able to tell. I mean, goddammit! No, Please I cut out that audio. no, don't do that. Please cut out that don't, audio. Don't and send that. But you'd in. be able to tell, or you could feel <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Whatever. <sighs> so that's all I have. There you have it. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, all right, we got a couple of things that we have to do because I, I'll take the blame. I made a mistake and didn't. Uh, didn't say happy birthday to a couple of people, so oh we've got to do that. Uh, before we do, I do want to say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Squarespace. Yes. And squarespace.com, they are awesome. If you need a website, if you have any kind of thing you want to do online. And if you don't need one, even if you have one and you want to like doll it up a little bit. Right, and make mm-hmm. it look better and make it run smooth, use Squarespace. Squarespace.com, you can go there and um, and sign up for the free trial and then use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT on checkout. Just sign up for the free trial and you'll see what I'll ta- what we're talking mm-hmm. about. It sells itself. Squarespace.com, use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT to get 10% off when you check out. But the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, one of our friends, uh, Danny Feltz, who we've had here on the show before. Yes. Uh, comedian Danny Feltz. He just started working at Squarespace, and he said that there are positions open. So that's here in Portland, because they opened up the Portland office, and they're looking to expand, which is awesome. They're bringing jobs to this area. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they're based out jobs of Jobs to the local economy. That's a good jobs thing. Jobs to the local economy. And if you are looking for a job, uh, go there and apply now. Squarespace.com. You can apply. And, you know, they're a sponsor of us. I've heard nothing but wonderful things from people who are working there. We've had a great experience with them. Uh, they're, they're, they're really awesome. So uh, apply for a job. Squarespace.com if you are here in the Portland area. And Is that the damn car alarm? Uh, the, well, I don't think that car alarm's coming through on the microphone right now. Okay. Uh, just in the background, for you guys who don't know, there's a car alarm that's going off. I don't know if that's the one that was referenced a couple of months ago. I don't think so. I don't think that's it. That's a different one. Do, do. Uh, All right, so, so we anyway. do have to say a couple of birthdays, too. Yes. All right, so you were saying uh, earlier that you had forgotten a couple. Two really quick. No, uh, not really quick. They get they get the same special birthday treatment. Well, no, I know. They're both going to get birthday birthdays. Uh, happy birthday to Trudy in Florida. Trudy. Trudy. Happy birthday. Trudy, we love you. Happy you birthday. You are awesome. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn, damn right. right. Oh, people are saying they can hear it. Uh, it's louder than you think. Okay, so the, the car alarm was coming through. Well, mm-hmm. it stopped now. Um, happy birthday to Damon. Damon. He, uh, we've posted it before. If you've seen it, uh, the sh- he did the short film about Eunice. Yes. About Greg's ghost that lives in his house. Yes. Which other? Oh, you're going to have to give an update on that, too, because yeah. Greg's roommate might or might not know about Eunice now. Yeah, there's a problem. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And we had some visitors from uh, the other side of the country that came through here. Who aren't last loud week obnoxious or a Americans, even though they're from the, the East Coast. Uh, yes. And that is, uh, that is Jen, who was here visiting Jen from Lindsay. Rochester. It's your big 3 0, honey. Yes. And I got so uh, when she sent out her Facebook invite, she because uh, she invited them, I'm just like, it's just cruel because they got an adult size, like, bouncy house with a ball pit. Oh, and I'm like, I want to go to that. Yes. So thanks for for taunting me with your awesome party, Jen. Yeah, and we can't get to Rochester. Yeah, but oh. thanks anyway. Well, wow. All right. Well, happy birthday, I guess. <laughs> happy birthday, Jen. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. All right, and it's that's been a great show. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are awesome. Oh, you guys um, are the best. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to be joined by winner of Portland's Funniest Person competition at Helium Comedy Club, 
Stephen Wilbur. Stephen Wilbur. Stephen Wilbur. This who is very will be cool. Here in uh, in studio. All right, with I can't us. be mean to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more birthday that we have to do, and uh, this is to longtime listener and supporter and friend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard his name here on the on the show uh, because he's in the live chat pretty much every day, posting perverted comments. And he is the most wonderful, creepy man you could ever meet. Yes, John in boring. John in boring, or as people like to call him, Jib. Yep, John, John in boring, boring uh, is turning sixty three today. And so we just want to say happy birthday to John. They grow up so John. fast. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, John and Boring, happy John, birthday, sir. we love you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. No, that's what we said, John. 63. Oh, right. Yeah, 63. I believe it's how yeah. old he was. Yep. Dang. Looking good for 63, buddy. He does. He looks, he's pretty spry. <laughs> All right, 51. All right, John is awesome. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for, for tuning oh, in. People no, are also seriously. referencing him as his other nickname, Creepy John. Creepy John. Creepy John. Which he wears uh, proudly. Yes, he does. Yes, he does indeed. Uh, yeah, you guys are fantastic. Thank you so much. And um, you can you can listen to us every day here at FunEmploymentRadio.com. You can subscribe for six ninety nine a month. We've had uh, some new subscribers that have... Uh, have been joining us here on the network recently, and so hello to everyone. Hello. Uh, don't forget that there's 24 hours of programming here on the network, so uh, either replaying some of the music shows, exclusive music shows here, or some of the other fine programming on this network. Uh, tonight, there will be no Play Anything from Lisa Wood. I think she's getting ready to start back up next week, mm-hmm. And the, but there will be Guys and Balls. Which sounds weird when I just put it like that. Why, the, you put the wrong wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Guys and balls. <laughs> okay. Guys, Guys and, and balls. Guys and balls. Guys and balls. That's the name of the show. Uh, so that'll be on here at about 7.30-ish tonight, right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Um, like I said, tomorrow, Stephen Wilbur. Big thank you to Squarespace, our wonderful sponsor there. Yes. And uh, big thank you to all of you who are so cool. Yes, we are yeah. so appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. So... I feel much better now. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Yay. Do I still look crazy? Yes. Damn it. You look real crazy. Really? Yeah. I gotta fix my hair because I gotta be on camera. Well, I can only see like half of your face because it's all like covered in your curly hair. Ah, nuts. Maybe that's how that should be my new look. Mm -hmm. Just make it your thing. Yep, I'll make it my thing. All right, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow, of course, with more funemploymentradio.com. We love you all. Thank you so much. Goodbye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.